It's time now for the teachings of Pastor J.E. Sturdivant of Faith United Ministries. Tune in now as we look into the Word of God with eyes of faith. Now, here's Pastor J.E. Sturdivant. reality for you even if somebody near you hears it doesn't embrace it because it is according to your faith that a thing is done for you Uh, that is what Jesus had said when the two blind men came and they asked him and said crying out to him Lord we need you to do something he says do you believe that I can do this they said we do he said then according to your faith be it unto you So I'm talking to somebody in here right now that if you came with your faith just partially open or just opened, as we say in Nigeria, small, small, you need to open your faith real wide because this day God wants to get something big in your possession. The Bible says in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 20, 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 20, it says, believe in the Lord your God and you shall be established. Believe his prophets and you shall prosper. So it's a belief twofold in both God and in the messenger that is going to cause what you are believing to come to pass to come to pass. And so I'm telling you, even as I stand here today, as one who is on an elevated area, um, because see, an altar is an elevated area that stands on earth but is exalted above earth between earth and heaven. As I stand upon this altar, symbolic of what my father and the Lord did over me in Nigeria, I can assure you without any question in my mind that if your faith is out there now and you can believe him past your sight, your feelings, your emotions, and your environment, you are on the threshold of things being released in your life. And I say things because I don't know what you want. But you've got to tap into this today because it is according to your faith that is going to be to you. Come on, somebody say, according to my faith, I'm about to see a change. So therefore, since we believe God by faith, since we believe God by faith, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, it says, without faith, it is impossible to please him. It says, for the one who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Uh, Anybody that is going to come to God, you're going to have to believe him by faith. And here's how your faith works. You must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. What am I saying to you? There are several criteria in that one passage of scripture, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. There are several criteria that stand out in this text that must be met if we want to receive what has been released. Hear me very clearly. Number one, when you look at that text, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, it says that anyone that wants to please God, you've got to come to him and believe that he is. Uh, So number one, you must believe in the existence and abiding presence of God. Uh, In other words, if you're asking God for something, you can't be wishy-washy and say one day I believe God exists and the next day I'm not so sure. 
Uh, because, see, then you are allowing your faith to be based on your circumstance. Uh, and I had the Lord challenge me on something just recently because I was going through a very difficult time. And while I was going through that time, I started saying, God, do you even hear me? And because I was going through that time, when I made that statement, the Holy Ghost convicted me and started saying, do you realize that when you're questioning whether or not he hears you, you are now questioning whether or not he's there? Oh, my God. And I had to deal with that because oftentimes we allow what we are going through to cause us to speak words of subtle doubt, which then cancels everything you've been believing God for. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. So he is a present help in trouble. He is Jehovah Shammah. He says there's no place you can go, Psalm 139, Psalm 139, verse 1, where you can get away from my spirit or from my presence. So when you're going through something, do not allow what you are going through to make you doubt the abiding presence and existence of God. Tell somebody near you, he's right there. Tell him he's right there. So I've got to believe that he is. The Bible says in John 4, verse 24, John 4, verse 24, it says that God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth, not in flesh and intellect, but in spirit and in truth. And many times we want to worship God by how we feel or by what we think. And when you try to worship him by flesh and by intellect, you can then allow your limited education of God or experience with God to make you doubt the existence of God. If you try to worship him with flesh, then if you don't feel good or the pain doesn't disappear or the doctor doesn't change his report, you then will change whether or not God is concerned. But he is a present help in trouble and we must worship him, come on, in spirit and in truth. So number one, we must believe in the existing abiding presence of God. But the second criteria that was in that passage of scripture that I read in your hearing in Hebrews 11 verse 6 is this. You must have expectation of good that is available from God. I just now say it again. I said you must have expectation of good that is available from God. It says that the one that comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder. You must believe and have an expectation that good is coming your way. You cannot allow, once again, your flesh or your intellect to make you doubt that a good God is not going to send good in your direction. So you've got to believe that good is still coming. I wish you would tell somebody near you better is on the way. Come on. Yeah, that's the expectation that you must have because if you don't believe that better is on the way, you'll get stuck in bad. And you'll allow yourself to wallow in the concept that this situation is never going to change. But since the Bible says that hope maketh not a shame, then that means that even though tribulation may work, all of the other things in my going through may be a reality. The truth of the matter is I already know that I'm coming out because I'm going through. I'm not stuck in, I am still making movement, even though around me doesn't look any different. Uh, whenever you are on a train and you all ride the Amtrak, the trains and all of those types of things, when you are on the train, when you go into a dark place, it stays dark for quite a while until you come out. 
But just because it's dark doesn't mean the train stopped moving. And sometimes we kind of forget just because it's dark that the train is still moving. That God is still taking you where he is taking you even though you are in a dark place for a moment. Please don't allow the darkness of the situation to make you think you're not making progress. Come on. You are making progress even though the situation around you is still dark. Uh, Just hunch somebody and say, but I'm still moving. Go on. Yeah, yeah. He is a rewarder. He is a, what did I just say? He is a, yes, some good is coming. The Bible says in James chapter 1 verse 17, James 1 verse 17, it says that every good gift, James 1 17, and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, listen, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning, which means that a good gift is available from a good God and that God there is no variation meaning he don't change Uh, there's no shadow of turning Um, he is consistent even when folk are fickle Uh, he is the same even when people change and so you cannot allow the inconsistencies of people or the changing of individuals to cause you to think that God is like them for God is not a man that he should lie neither is he the son of man that he should repent if God said it he's going to do it and if he spoke it he's going to bring it to pass so what you've got to do is keep your expectation out there don't let your faith be small small get it big get it big i've come to jumpstart somebody today i've come to get somebody moving in the freshness of this new season and to tell you don't you give up because god has not changed i don't care if you haven't heard nothing for a while i don't care if it looks like your prayer has not gotten a response even when god ain't speaking he's got strength in silence There's some stuff that God can say to you when he ain't saying nothing. You don't understand. There are some things that God can get across to you when it's not a voice anywhere. The fact that you have not gone under, the fact that you have not lost it, the fact that he is still sustaining you, the fact that even though you may not have the job or anything else, the fact that you are still making it from day to day is proof that God is still in control. Tell somebody near you, God's got me. Tell them God's got me. Whenever I tell you to tell somebody, you got to tell two or three people because in the mouth of two or three witnesses, a truth would tell them God's got me. So I've got the number one. If I'm going to get some stuff, I have to number one, believe in the existence and abiding presence of God. Number two, I've got to have expectation of good that is available from God. But then thirdly, before I move on, I've got to maintain a persistent and consistent pursuit of God. Watch this. And not what he's going to give me. I messed you up right there. Uh, It's right there in the text. It says, it says that the one who wants something from God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. I've got to believe and maintain a consistent pursuit of God and not the thing I'm asking him for. So I just now messed somebody up right there. I messed you up because, see, most of us get discouraged because we have not seen what we were looking for from him. He wants you to want him and not what you can get from him. Because as long as you can keep your focus on him, then the thing you are believing for comes quicker. You all missed it. See, see, as long as you only want the stuff, 
then you don't want the source. But if you want the source, you automatically get the stuff. Y'all ain't hearing what I'm saying. And so you will get discouraged because your situation has not changed. But God says don't focus on the situation, focus on the source. Because if you stay focused on the source, the situation is going to change as a result of the Are you all hearing me in here? That's why the Bible says in Psalm 42, verse 1 and 2, Psalm 42, verse 1 and 2, it says that as the deer pants for the water brooks, so pants, so thirsts my soul for you, oh God. Yeah, my soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God. He is saying, I want God more than I want anything else. And see, we've got it messed up because we're trying to have faith for the job and faith for the finances and faith for the relationship and faith for stuff. And God says the reason why your faith gets small, small is because you are looking for stuff. Whereas if you look unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith, faith. Come on. If you can keep your focus on him and not let what the doctors have told you and not let what your flesh is feeling and not let what your environment is dictating and not let what somebody else who went through what you went through told you how they felt. If you can keep your focus on him, everything. Oh my God. The psalmist says, I don't want you to want his presence. P-R-E-S-E-N-T-S. He says, I want you to want his P-R-E-S-E-N-C-E. Don't just want his presence, want his presence. Don't just want what he gives, want who he is. And as long as he is with you, and the word is true that he will never leave you nor forsake you. If you get hungry for him, then everything else you're looking for, come on, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things will be added unto you. I've come to tell somebody, get your focus off of the unemployment, get your focus off of the need of money, get your focus off of the doctor's report, get your focus off your broke down car, get your focus off of your jacked up family, get your focus off of everything that's happening in your life, and look unto him, and the moment you change your gaze from here to here, all of a sudden, every good gift, and every perfect gift, which comes from above, will come down to you. Touch somebody and say, he just jump started my faith. As long as you are looking on this level at stuff, you'll then get frustrated by stuff and people. But when you raise your gaze, I just said something right there. When you raise your gaze and start, look, I will look to him and I'll wait for him to take care of me. Somebody shall change your perspective. Go and tell them. Sit, please. I got to get out of here. So now, um, uh, I thought I'd tell somebody in here, I thought I'd ask you, check your real desires. What do you really want? Uh, because in a very subtle way, you've lost your focus. I've now had the purpose that every morning I wake up, as soon as my eyes open, I say, God, I only want you. God, I only want you. I've got to make myself say it, you know, because I'll look at what I need. And I'll open my mouth and my prayers will get convoluted and polluted because I will then start pimping God with my praise 
because I really want him to give me more pennies. You all missed what I just now said. And so my praise is no longer authentic. I'm just doing that to prime him. Uh, to get him to be softened up, as it were. I manipulate him to try to get him to release something to me. Uh, but when you want him with no attachments, when you just say, I want him and him alone, I want you and you alone. God, if the situation doesn't change, if the doctor's report don't change, uh, if I have to go through my life struggling because I don't have the amount of money I want, if I still have to be by myself, I never get a bay or a bun, if my job situation doesn't change, God, I promise you, I'll still praise you. And see, that's, that's when you now are knowing the authenticity of whether you really want him. Because the truth about the truth is that we have been really manipulating God with our so-called praise and worship. And then when things don't happen, we don't feel like praising. How can I praise God when I'm in a strange land? Huh? But God says, I want you to still pull out your praise even when things are going bad in your life. Because then you're proving to him, your environment, and the devil that my worship is for one day. Huh? My worship is for real. Huh? This worship ain't based on a car. I'll walk and praise him. Huh? This ain't based on a relationship. I'll praise him by myself it's not based on money I'll be broke as a hand and still keep on praising him it's not based on whether I get a steak or not I'll praise him with pork and beans in my hand uh, my praise is not based on my situation my praise is because he's still right here tell somebody he's with you right now Go and say it again. Tell him he's with you right now. Yeah, he's the one that kept you when your stuff ran out. He's the one that stood with you when everybody gave up on you. He is the one that keeps on holding you even though the situation hasn't changed. He's the one that's been there. He's Jehovah Shammah. He is a present help in Touch somebody and say he's right here with me. Yeah, if, I, if my mama was here and the old saints would tell you he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me I am his own and the joys we share as we tarry there, none other has ever known. Tell somebody he's been with me all the way. He's been with me. Please sit, please, 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 please sit down. So I challenge you as I challenge myself. I challenge you. I challenge myself. I challenge you as I challenge myself on this wise because getting stuff, my God, getting things into your hands is an easy thing. You think it's hard for the God that created the heavens and the earth to find a job for you? Do you think it's hard for the one who says the earth is mine and the fullness thereof to give you a new car? Do you really think that the one when Adam was by himself and God found a rib and bought him a mate, he can't find somebody and six billion people in the world for you? Do you think that this is a heart? Come on, y'all. Look at how you have made God's ability so minuscule. Your problem is not, if I was in Nigeria, I would say my own is not too difficult. That, that's the way they say it over there. Your problem, it says my own is not too difficult. Somebody say my own is not too difficult. Yeah, 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 yeah. Getting stuff to you, sit please, I'm on my way. Getting stuff to you is an easy thing. Come on, say it with me. Getting stuff to me 
is an easy thing to God. The Bible says in Psalm 24, verse 1, Psalm 24, verse 1, it says that the earth is the Lord's and all its fullness, the world and those who dwell therein. He says, anything you need, I got it somewhere on earth. Anybody you want, he says, it's the fullness of the earth and them that dwell therein. I got somebody for you. I just got to see if your focus is on me uh, when you don't have them so that when I give you them, you don't lose your focus of me. Uh, because he has seen enough people and you know quite a few that the moment God gave them the job they no longer could come to church the moment he gave them the car they rolled out the moment he gave them the relationship they laid up in bed on Sunday with them and God says I want to know do you want me bad enough and I want you to want me so badly now until your commitment will be so great until when I give you who I give you I'll never have to question whether or not you're going to make them a little God because I gave you a king or a queen I'll have no other God before you are hearing me in here uh, touch somebody and say he wants you to make sure he's first sit please sit please yeah so getting stuff to you is easy did I say it's easy what did I just now say getting stuff to you is what make it personal getting stuff to what is it yeah, the Bible says in Haggai chapter 2 verse 8, Haggai chapter 2 verse 8, you're talking about I don't have enough money. You're talking about how, struggle, how much you're struggling, how broke you are. Here's what the Lord says. He says in Haggai chapter 2 verse 8, Haggai chapter 2 verse 8, he says, he says uh, the silver is mine and the gold is mine. <laughs> he, says, he says the silver is mine and the gold is mine. <laughs> he says I've got resources that they haven't even into in the earth yet I've got oil where they haven't even hit the vein yet uh, I, I've got diamonds that have not even been mined yet I've, I've got gold that has not even been found yet and you mean to tell me that you think that getting you a 10% raise is hard for me you think getting you a job where you're making six figures he says there are heathens that are billionaires and you mean to tell me that you think that I a righteous God who says that the wealth of the sinner is stored up for the just I could let one heathen die and transfer everything to you and you're complaining about a six-figure job he said you have lost your focus are you all hearing me in here tell somebody i may have lost my focus but i gotta get it back i gotta get come on please tell two or three people you only keep talking to one person i gotta get this to kick in so he says and he says in psalm 24 1 psalm 24 1 the earth is mine and all the fullness. I can get some stuff to you. He says in Haggai chapter 2 verse 8. Haggai 2 verse 8. The silver is mine. The gold is mine. I can get finances to you. He says in Deuteronomy 8.18. Deuteronomy 8.18. He says this for all of you business individuals. Or those of you who are intimidated to start your business. He says this. He says if you remember the Lord your God. It is he who gives you the power to get wealth. He says I can give you one idea. And with one idea, uh, I can take care of everything that you think you would need in this lifetime and your great-grandchildren will rise up and call you blessed. 
He says, I can just give you one idea because I'm the one who gives you the power to get wealth. It is not your intellectual acumen. It is not how much you've matriculated in universities. He says that I can give you one idea. I can wake you up in the middle of the night. I can I can let you while you're on your knees in prayer. I can give you one idea that would get you off your knees and get you down at a patented office and then you are now making a claim on something and signing your name to it and I can let one multi-billionaire industry come and find your idea and then you wind up being the one that can lend to nations because I told you to lend to nations but I've got to make you get in a position where you want me and not just seek to have a national name he says I want you to want me more than uh, this is some heavy teaching right here because see you've been just skimming over the Bible and just been listening for some things that made you feel good and sermons have only um, tantalized your flesh but they did nothing to challenge your faith I've come today to challenge your faith and to make you want more desire more and you ain't got to undermine nobody you ain't got to rob nobody you don't have to try to compromise anything God says I'm the one Deuteronomy 818 that gives you the power to get wealth I got the power I'm telling you he says I'm the one that will give you the power somebody say I can get wealthy tell him come on talk to him and say I can be wealthy now please so now here we go here we go here we go as a matter of fact as a matter of fact God as a matter of fact if you go further in Deuteronomy you'll see in Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 2 tell somebody he's on his way he's on his way and Deuteronomy 28 verse 2 Deuteronomy 28 verse 2 God says I, I'm so awesome he says I, I can let all these blessings chase you and overtake you you know what he's literally saying? And then he goes on and says, verses 3 through 14, read it when you get home in Deuteronomy 28. He says in verse 2, I can let the blessings chase you and overtake you. And then he tells you how they'll overtake you. You'll be blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed when you sit down, blessed when you stand up, blessed when you go out, blessed when you come in. Your womb will be blessed. Your vats will be blessed. Your barns will overflow with blessings. He said, I'll let these blessings chase you and overtake you. Do you know what he's literally saying? He is saying, I can usher you into a season where you can't outrun what I'm trying to give you. He says, I will bless you. He says, I'll bless you so much until you say, God, that's enough. And he says, I ain't finished yet. I'm trying to talk to somebody in here and tell you that God's about to release a I ain't finished yet blessing on you. Where you're going to have to tell him, God, stop. You've done enough. You've been too good. I can't do anything more with this. Tell somebody near you, God's about to release a you can't outrun this blessing to you. All right, sit down, please, please sit down. I feel like preaching today. You feel like hearing it? Uh, yeah, so, so getting stuff to you, yeah, is not difficult. I said getting stuff to you. I said it's not difficult. Come on, say getting stuff to me is not difficult. Yeah, yeah. So we seek first the kingdom, Matthew 6.33. We seek first the kingdom, Matthew 6.33. And all this righteousness and other stuff will be added to it. So now um, I've come to the text. I've come to the text. I had to do all of that because I wanted to tell every one of you in here that getting stuff to you is not a problem. Uh, and the text that I read in your hearing in 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 33 through chapter 7, verse 2, um, it is a clear indication to show you that God can get to you what you think you have to have. 
Y'all don't want to hear me in here. Uh, yeah. And he can do it without you. See, so you all missing what I'm trying to tell you. God can not only get you what he wants you to have, but he don't really need you to do it. Uh, God, ah, I feel the sermon creeping up on me. Uh, here's a sidebar to the text before I get into the text. Here's the sidebar. Many never position themselves to actually receive from God. Watch this. Because their perspective and their perception has been blurred or blinded by their past or by their current situation. And so they no longer position themselves and they never change their perspective because their vision is blurred or blinded because of their past or because of their current situation. And so they don't believe that there's a better future because their eyes are locked on their yesterday and what they don't have today. Ah, God, are you all hearing me in here? And so God says, I need for you to change your perspective. Come on, tell somebody I got to change my perspective. And then tell somebody the other side, I got to change my perception. Then tell somebody behind you, I've got to get in position. Yeah, 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 yeah. Again, 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 again. Watch this. Many individuals have no real belief that better or greater is available to them. I told you that a few minutes ago, but you've got to believe that better or greater is coming. Greater joy, greater peace, better course of life, better lifestyle, better relationship, better job, better car. You've got to believe that better is there. Greater opportunities, greater abundance. You've got to believe that better and greater are available. You've got to believe it in spite of what you have not seen in your past and what you're currently looking at in your present. You've got to believe that. I wish somebody would say greater is coming. Come on, say it. And that's why we are admonished. Please, please sit down. And that's why we are admonished in order to get us from being in a stuck situation. That's why we are admonished over and over again. We are told. You've been listening to the Eyes of Faith broadcast, brought to you every week at this time with Pastor Jay E. Sturdivant of Faith United Ministries. Join us next week as we look again into the Word of God with Eyes of Faith.